All right, uh, so the last couple of weeks, what has been happening is uh, Pastor Ernie introduced and started a series that was talking about uh, talking about the songs that we sing. And so if you remember the first, uh, if you were here a couple of weeks ago, we started off with a bit of a history of worship music starting at the Reformation. I don't know if you remember, uh, we started off, the song we started off singing, it was A Mighty Fortress Is Our God, and Karen had the the pipe organ dialed up and so she played that and and it was interesting uh, I'll, I'll talk about that a little bit later but but that's kind of where we started and then we moved all the way through uh with uh to to the music that we sing today uh and then last week uh pastor ernie talked a lot about the idea of it it's important about what the words are that we sing and so the idea that that the words that we use actually represent what we know to believe about god and so we sung songs about about things that we know to be true about God. And then we also sung a set of songs that were true about what, who, kind of who God says that we are and so that we could respond in that way. And it was, a, it was that time of response. And we've, we've kind of done it where we've had uh, a song and then, and then, we, and then Ernie, Pastor Ernie would talk and then we, he, there'd be a song and then talk and sing and talk and sing. Today we're going to do something, well, it, we might do a little bit different. Uh, Pastor Ernie asked me if I would talk about the idea of music. Like, so we've talked about the words of the songs, and we've talked about the styles of the songs, but just to talk about music. And, uh, and so we're going to try and do that. And today what I want us to do is to look at music as a pathway. And uh, I realize that uh, many of us have different personalities, and different personalities mean that music uh, affects us differently. For some of us, music is that... that uh, it's it's like the the thing that we just that it seems like we it just gets us right like we we have that connection there's sort of a heart feeling that's there with music some of you some of you if you're kind of like me can actually have a a bit of a an emotional response to listening to music even if there's there's no words involved like it's just like when you hear really good music it's just like this emotional response that that can come now, for some of you, you're saying, I've never had that ever in my life before. Uh, the reality is, is that different personalities af- approach music differently. But there are some things that we know to be true about music. One of them is, is that music is one of the things in, in the world that engages both sides of your brain. It actually engages the, the cognitive, um, kind of the, the thought part of your brain, like where it's v- very much you're trying to, it's actually, we want to find predictable patterns in music. I don't know if you've realized this, but we're actually doing this. We're, we're, when we listen to music, we're listening and we're hearing predictable patterns that are happening. And we're, we're trying to predict what's going to come next. And, and there's, there's meter and there's timing and there's things that are regular and that, that we just kind of focus on. And then on the other side, there's, there's, and I probably am on the wrong side of the brain when I'm saying this with my hands, but, um, but on the other side, is sort of the, the feeling and the emotive parts of our, and the creative parts of our brain. And so for what ends up happening when we have music is that we actually, both sides of the brain, and they've shown it in, in research, that both sides of the brain are actually firing quite similarly when, when we listen and when we engage in music. It's, it's one of those things that connects. And, and as a result, music can do some things that other things just can't do. And so we want to, I want to show you a, a few different pathways that music can lead us down that maybe some of the other things uh, can't do quite as well. And so the first one that I want to suggest is that 
music is a pathway for memory. Uh, I remember uh, my dad talking a lot about the fact that when he was doing uh, chaplaincy work at Salem Home in Winkler, that there were people who uh, maybe had Alzheimer's or had different types of dementia. They couldn't remember who people were, but when you would start singing songs, especially songs that they had grown up learning when they were kids, they could sing all the words. Uh, music does something very interesting for memory. So. Let me try something. Uh, I'm going to, but without saying anything, I, I want your help with this, okay? Are you ready? Um, I'm going to put up a passage of scripture, just the, just the reference. It's going to be Psalm 51, 10 to 12, okay? Without talking to anybody. If you can uh, recite that passage from memory right now, can you stand up? Like, you don't have to, you're not going to have to say it. Don't worry, you're not going to have to say it. But if, if you would know for sure, okay, you don't have to, you don't, don't, don't say anything, don't say anything, don't say anything. Okay, now, I'm going to do this, okay? So we don't have very many, right? Karen, I want you to play the melody, play this uh, melody. You know which one it is. Okay, you, some of you have heard a little bit of a melody. If now, do you think you could you could go through and know what Psalm 51, 10 to 12 is. If you would know that, would you stand? Did you, did you hear it? Do you want to hear it again? Just maybe just do the melody. Anybody think they can do it now? You getting it? singing it and if you can as soon as we start singing it if you uh if you actually will remember this and you think yeah no i now i know then just stand up with us okay can we do that It's one that's been around for a long time, and we've sung here uh, at different occasions throughout our history, and so that's kind of where it's at. But what's interesting is, is that when we just look at something visually, and we look at Psalm 51, 10 to 12, not a lot of us would, were able to actually do that when 
And, but what's interesting is, is as soon as we started hearing that melody, lots of us started picking it up. And as soon as we started singing together, it was like, oh, yeah, I know this song. What's interesting is, is that there's actually a physiological response that happens when we sing that helps us to remember. And I don't know all of those physiological responses because it's like for people who are way smarter than me. Um, but one of the things that does happen is like even just like the things about the vibration that happens in your head when you sing actually helps physiologically for you to remember things uh, when you're singing because it creates a different, it, 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 it's a whole new physiological thing that happens when you sing. And so it's important that the vibrations in your head, in your throat, and in your chest that come from singing, it's, it's actually a way that we engage and it engages our brain in a way that actually helps us to remember so what's the challenge coming out of this? Make a joyful noise to the Lord. Why did he say it? Because as we make a joyful noise to the Lord, you don't have to be a spectacular singer. But the physiological act of responding to and to joining in with song helps you to remember. It helps you to engage fully in the things that are, that are being sung. It helps us to remember the truth of who God is and that we're, we're given actually a weapon to combat the, the lies and the, the deceit of the enemy. So when we get into those places where uh, maybe we're at a place where it's been really difficult, I don't know if you've ever had this, um, but sometimes, you know, you're in a, a, a bad spot and you just all of a sudden start singing, Jesus loves me, this I know, for the Bible tells me so. Ernie talked about singing, that, singing songs in his in his helmet while he was riding through dark places in Nicaragua. Uh, it's the same kind of an idea. So that's the first one. Uh, music is a pathway for memory. And I would just encourage us, it's one of the ways that we can remember theology. And that's also why it's so important that we sing stuff that's true. Because we remember what we sing. And so if we're singing stuff that isn't true, like, we're just adding to things that aren't true in our life. Okay, the second pathway is this. Uh, music is a pathway for emotion. And now I know there's going to be some of you who are going to be like, okay, I'm tuning out for a while till we get to number three. <laughs> but uh, I thought I would start by doing this. I, I need to do sort of a sort of kind of apology. Um, is that okay? If I, can I say it that way? A sort of kind of apology? Not that's it. <laughs> okay. Uh, two weeks ago, we sang the song, and I talked about it before. We sang, A Mighty Fortress is Our God. And there was a number of people who came up to either myself or Karen or some other people and talked about how powerful that song was. And I'm going to make a bit of an apology about that. I think, I think I kind of maybe sort of manipulated your emotions. I'm just going to say that. The way that we did that is I asked Karen to play on the pipe organ. Like she set her piano so it sounded like a pipe organ. We cranked it up. I told Dwayne that he should make sure it was loud. And we sang with all of our might, A Mighty Fortress is Our God. What's interesting is, is that it was a powerful song. But I want you to think, how many of the words of the first verse can you remember? A mighty fortress is our God. Uh, well, there's a weird word, bulwark. 
a bulwark never failing. Right? Can you think of the next line? So what was powerful about that song? It was the music. It was the memory. It was the things that, it was, that we were taken back to. Because what, where we were taken back to was the 15th century when we were in a cathedral, we were listening to the, we were listening to the, the pipe organ, we were singing along a song of faith that, that even though the words were kind of in a, quite honestly, in a bit of a different English than what we're used to, uh, we felt like we could connect with something that had been there from long before. And it was a bit of an opportunity for us to feel that connection with something beyond. The words, the words if, if you are able to interpret them well, are powerful words. Um, but, it's, but it was actually, I think, the music that did it for us. And I will say that uh, what, what has been difficult for me is understanding and figuring out this idea that emotions are actually a really important part of our experience of God. Psalm 63, 1-5 says this, and like, listen, listen, to the, listen to the sound of this. You, God, are my God. I earnestly seek you. I thirst for you. My whole being longs for you in a dry and a parched land where there is no water. I've seen you in the sanctuary and I've beheld your power and your glory. Because your love is better than life, my lips will glorify you. I will praise you as long as I live and, you're, and in your name I will lift up my hands. I will be fully satisfied as with the richest of foods. With singing lips, my mouth will praise you. There's a lot of emotion in that. There's a lot of emotion as you read through uh, the Psalms of David, where he's crying out in, in, in frustration and in agony. There's sometimes where he is shouting, shouting words of praise and adoration. Uh, there's a part of our worship that is incredibly emotional because God is an emotional God. The Bible talks often about the way that God felt about things, the way that he feels about us. And in the same way, he has created us in his image. And we are emotional people. And so I know lots of us would like to say, ah, oh, well, no, emotions. No, I'm not. No, they don't belong in, in church. And I want to suggest to us that actually I think they do. Now, the interesting thing is that the way that we play music can actually significantly affect our emotion. Okay, so a couple of minutes ago, we sang the song, Do It Again, and we sang it big. That's how we would describe it, how I would describe it. We sang it big, right? And we did that, the, the bridge. Can we just, just, just play the bridge the way that we did it before? It was like this. It was like... We're standing with confidence, and we were singing, I've seen you move. You move the mountains, and I believe that you're going to do it again. I, I saw people that were, were like, like, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm with that. I'm, I'm connecting with that because it it's big, right? Now watch what happens when we do the song a little bit differently. Watch what happens. Watch what happens. 
And so that's kind of where, where we're at. Uh, the music we can affect, play affects the emotions. Um, and what do we do with emotion in worship? Some of us feel really uncomfortable when there's people around us who are experiencing emotion. And what I've learned in the last number of years is that emotion is an important part of our lives. And that we need to be honest with our emotions. It doesn't mean that we need to be completely out of control all the time. But it does mean that we need to be willing to be honest with what we're feeling. And so as we come to God, maybe today you're coming to God and you're not happy with him. And it's okay. And maybe you're coming to him with just an excitement of who God is. And that's also great. Maybe you've uh, played a couple of games of hockey this weekend and you're uh, tired. And uh, it's okay to be tired. But to come and to say, God, we want to bring everything of who we are. And so music is this wonderful pathway that can actually lead us through different emotional responses. And it's imperative that the people who are leading it are leading it not to accomplish their own things. Like, Because it would be really easy, quite honestly, for us to sing a song that's very emotive, a song that we know would, would get people to have an emotional experience, and then for us to say things that would be like, and if you're feeling this way, what we really want you to do is just to give more to the church. Um, that's, that's, actually, that's actually abuse, is what that is. And so it's really important for us who are leading to make sure that we are at a place where we have walked with God this week so that we would be in tune with what he wants so that it's not about us leading for the sake of our own benefit, but it's actually us together experiencing the truth and the fullness of who God is. Does that make sense? The, last, the third pathway uh, is a pathway to understanding God's creativity. Psalm 150 says this, Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord in his sanctuary. Praise, praise him in the heavens. Praise him for his acts of power. Praise him for his surpassing greatness. Praise him with the sound of the trumpet. I took that literally, and I learned the trumpet when I was in high school. So that was my thing. Um, praise him with the harp and the lyre. Uh, let's call that a guitar. Uh, praise him with the timbrels and with dancing. Uh, okay, we, so, yeah. Um, I, I kind of have this, this move. This is kind of my dancing move. But um, um, praise him with the strings and with the pipe. Praise him with the clash of cymbals. Call and that's you. Praise him with resounding cymbals. Okay, so like there's cymbals are listed twice. So anybody who's complaining about cymbals, uh, it's the Bible. <laughs> Let everything that has breath praise the Lord. Okay, so one of the things that Ernie wanted me to do was to talk about how we build a song. And so I want to just kind of demonstrate for you how we kind of build a song. Um, when I first started way back, and this is a long time ago, when I first started, uh, often we led music, me and my buddy Colin, uh, we led music with our guitars around in a circle with our youth group. And that's all it was. It was a couple of guitars, and we would sing. And so we would sing uh, a song, and it would, let's say we wouldn't sing the song because it hadn't been written yet, but... Let's, uh, let's put up the first verse for uh, Oprah. It goes like, so we would sing. I cast my mind to Calvary where Jesus bled and died for me. I see his wounds, his hands, his feet, my Savior. 
that's, we would sing like, we would sing like that. And it was good. Like, it, there was nothing wrong with it. It was good. It was, and we had great times of worship together. Um, about just over, uh, well, let's say 28 years ago, dating, marriage, yeah, about 28, uh, I met my wife, Karen, and we, we ended up at SBC playing music together. And so uh, then it was kind of like, okay, so then we, we go to the second verse, and the second verse is like, I'm going to bring Karen in. She would play piano, and so we would, we would play that. So it would be like, his body Let's go back to that. Let's go to the next, like that. I back to I cast my mind, um, and then we, uh, for me, in my personal story, uh, uh, um, actually the the first time that I just we decided for sure that we were going to make EFC our home church, and, and attend here was because Mike Clausen asked if I would play, if we would play in a worship team with him, and he played bass. And uh, today Jordan's playing bass, but not Mike. But maybe Mike will again, um, and. Uh, and so Jordan is going to come in, and we're going to add, and Jordan's going to add the bass. Now, here's the cool thing about what happens when a bass guitar comes in, is that when I first start, and I'm playing just with a guitar, I have to kind of do everything, right? I have to do the... she starts playing some of the extra accompaniment and I can actually simplify what I'm doing when when Jordan comes in I don't have to worry about playing bass notes anymore because he's playing them it's a wonderful thing it makes my life a whole lot easier that's why guitar players are uh, it's easy that's kind of what it is so, so we go like because we the more people you add the simpler it gets right and so we go we start like this and we'll do that again Jordan you're going to play it goes I cast my It's a wonderful story. I'm not. I'm not joking. Not making it up. Colin started playing drums. Colin has had this. We've had conversations, and Colin, I'll, I'll be honest. Colin is far more talented than most of you have ever seen. Okay. And I'll tell you. I'll tell you that. And he's going to be kind of. He's probably also giving me the. Um, but, here's the deal. Colin said to me a couple of years ago. He said. It's not about me doing all of the stuff that I can do. It's about me serving our congregation and serving the song and serving the moment. Okay? Those are the kinds of things that show heart for the church. And so Colin's going to come in, and when Colin comes in, I don't have to worry as much about playing the rhythm all the time and keeping the rhythm going. I, I do often because that's kind of, I'm, 
that's what I do. But um, I, I don't really need to. Uh, and so we can, we, can, we can kind of play like this, okay? So we're going to go to His Body Bound. Ready? His Body Bound. is actually our sound system in the back and so let's just say that um, like a couple of months ago what ended up happening is we bought this little box that's in the corner there that makes Colin's life a little bit happier um, and it's called a subwoofer okay uh, it's a funny name but till now we've been playing this song uh, that hasn't been there we're gonna do the the chorus now are you ready and what we're going to do with the chorus is we're going to come in and Dwayne's going to bring up that subwoofer. Now, what it's going to do is it's not adding more volume. You may think it is, but it's not. What it's doing is it's actually widening out the, the sound. Or if you want to think of it depth, it's getting deeper, right? So we're stretching out the size of that sound so that, it, so that we get more lower frequencies and then actually we can let those speakers uh, work on the high frequencies, which are they're actually a lot better at doing. So let's do the chorus together. Ready? Two, three. Oh, praise the name. in his word that we are supposed to do using the creativity that we've been given to be able to accomplish that now I realize some of you are going to say that's not my style I would really like to just go back to the organ and that's that's okay um, I may not completely agree with you but that's your that's your opinion and your your love and your that's how you have grown up or maybe have responded to the worship and that's wonderful and we need all of those things but the reality is is that we've been given this opportunity to be creative in the ways that we in the ways that we 
worship God. And it's not just about coming and doing the same song over and over again. It's about coming and actually, the Bible talks about sing a new song. It talks about that we should use different instrumentation. And we should do all of those things that, that we know. And it's interesting, uh, there's, there's things I was going to ask Colin a couple of questions about sound because he's up here and uh, I don't think we're going to quite have enough time. But, but it's interesting, Colin, Colin and the sound guys actually watch you as a congregation. I don't know if you know this. They watch you as a congregation because how they decide how loud it should be is based on your response. So now you, if I tell you the, what the response is, then you might want to try and trick it so that they can. <laughs> but here's the deal. They will watch you until you stop responding. Because when it gets too loud, people don't want to sing because they don't feel like they're a part of what's going on. And so what they will actually do is at that point, just bring it down a little bit. And immediately they'll watch people engage once again. If it's too quiet, people don't engage because all they hear is their own voice. And so there's this magic, this sort of magic balance, you know, that I don't know what it is. They could watch it. They can see it. But they, they do that. And there's lots of things that they can do. Uh, the idea here is that we are using our creativity to acknowledge God. Now, one of the things that I would love to see more of in our worship is visual art creativity. Like, I, I think it would be great to have someone painting here pretty much all the time. Um, because I think there's an opportunity for us to express our creativity in many different ways. But I think music does a great job of that. To close, I want to say this. And it's kind of the explanation. And it's, it's about the Holy Spirit. You know, we can do all of these things and lead in a way where, where we are thoughtful and creative. But if the Holy Spirit is not involved, it is. As 1 Corinthians 13 de declares, a, a, a banging gong or a clanging cymbal, um, which at the wrong time is something very annoying. If we enter into worship without inviting the Holy Spirit to come and to move among us, without taking the opportunity to say, God, this is about you, and I want to come and give myself to you. If we aren't saying, I surrender my life to you, Holy Spirit. Jesus, I'm grateful for what you've done for me. God the Father, I am so grateful that you've prepared a way for us. If I don't walk into this with that kind of an understanding, and if each one of us don't walk into this, we're going to walk in and we're going to ask the question uh, at the end, uh, did I like that? Did I get what I needed out of it? Because that's actually what happens when we, when we make it about us. When we, when we don't think about who God is in the middle of our worship, we actually are worshiping ourselves. We are saying, this is the thing that I like, this is the thing, and it could be, you know, I like really loud, you know, subwoofer kind of bass drums kind of stuff. I love feeling it in my chest. Yeah, that's great. It's awesome. I had a great time at worship today because they turned up the sub for a little bit. But actually, <laughs> if we aren't coming and saying, God, it's about you, we're missing the point. We can take this wonderful pathway and create a pathway that only leads to ourselves. 
And so what I'm suggesting to us is that we need the work of the Holy Spirit in order for our worship to be life-changing. So, as we go into a time of worship together, we pray. God, would your glory be revealed, not ours. Jesus, would the truth of your sacrifice, and would that impact our lives as we worship together? Holy Spirit, would you move among us freely? We don't want anything to get in the way of you accomplishing what you want to accomplish in us today. And so we pray, come, Holy Spirit. Come, Holy Spirit.